emanating from www.michaelnimmons.com. It's the Thinking Out Loud radio show, giving voice to issues that matter to you. This is Michael Eric Dyson. This is Rochelle Riley, straight out of Detroit. This is Dr. Victoria Dooley at Dr. Dooley MD. Well, everybody, it's your boy, comedian Jay Stevens. This is Frederick D. Haynes III. I am Justin Coates, an author and anti-bullying activist. I am Pam Perry. Hey, everybody, this is Rochelle V. Mann, CEO of Man Made Productions. This is Bree Diane, international evangelist. Hey, this is Candace Pretty Strange Smith. And what's up? This is Ty Scott King. I was cracking Planet Earth. It's your boy Griff, comedian, author, motivational speaker, entrepreneur, philanthropist, but a Jesus Christ lover. You understand me? And you're listening to Thinking Out Loud Radio with my homeboy, Michael Nemes. Check him out right here. Go ahead, Mike. Give him that good, good. I want you to give a warm Thinking Out Loud Radio show welcome to Emmy Award winning WXYZ Channel 7 anchor woman and new friend of the show, Miss Carolyn Clifford. Well, thank you, Michael, and what a nice introduction. So happy to be here. You know what I've got to do. i got to check out my man, Michael Nimmons, who is handling his business as he drops that knowledge. I like that because Frederick Douglass, for whom I'm named, says that knowledge unfits us for slavery. Truth sets us free. If you want to be free, you want to be like Mike. Check out the best radio show online. You're locked in right now to our listening. You're tuned into this. And without thinking about it, guess what? I'm thinking out loud right here on a Thinking Out Loud radio show. And if you want to stay in the know, you better be listening to Thinking Out Loud radio show. You're listening to the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Check out Thinking Out Loud. Thinking Out Loud radio show. Thinking Out Loud radio show. Don't you dare touch that dial. The Thinking Out Loud radio show with Michael Nimmons. Featuring author, motivational speaker, and minister, Michael Nimmons. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Thinking Out Loud radio show. And I'm your host, author, motivational speaker, and minister, Michael Nemens. And you're tuned in to the show that's giving voice to issues that matter to you. Hello, guys. We are back on another brand new edition of the Thinking Out Loud radio show. I know we have uh, taken some time off. Uh, we're kind of doing shows every other week, but we're going to get back to our regular schedule of weekly shows right here on Thinking Out Loud Radio. But I'm so glad that you tuned in tonight because we've got another great show in store for you. Of course, we're going to be talking about the coronavirus. This is something that everybody's talking about. So we're going to be talking about that from um, a few different vantage points uh, during tonight's show. Um, we're going to be extending out the What Are You Thinking About segment into three segments 
of tonight's show where we're going to be opening up talking about the misinformation and uh, that is that has been given out about the coronavirus. You know, are we panicking or are we preparing? That's going to be the title of that segment. And then uh, we're going to be also talking about uh, March madness to March sadness. <laughs> Uh, the the day the sports world ended. So I'm telling you guys, this this was one of the saddest uh, days uh, of uh, many of our lives when we heard that NBA seasons were suspended, March Madness had ended or it was canceled. That um, you know Major League Baseball was going to be pushing their games out. NHL was going to be doing the same. You know, sports is um, is really. Um, you know, big in many of our lives, and for that to be canceled around about this time, especially in March, is a big deal. So we're going to be talking about that during our um, uh, during our show on tonight, and then rounding out uh, the three uh, topics that we're going to be dealing with concerning the coronavirus. We're going to end the show talking about, um, or end the three topics rather, talking about. Um, some of the safety tips and how you know you can protect and prevent yourself from being infected by the coronavirus or uh, uh, or the COVID nineteen uh, virus. Uh, so we're going to be talking about that, uh, giving you some tips uh, directly from the CDC's website uh, during tonight's show. So we got a great show in store for you. Just to uh, do a quick recap, we didn't do a show on last week uh, because of the election, but we did a show uh, two weeks ago on Super Tuesday and uh, talking about the importance of going out to vote and certainly wanted to take a few minutes to uh, really just uh, thank those that did go out to the polls and vote in particularly in the state of Michigan and um, and then congrats send congratulations to former President Joe Biden for um, you know winning the state of Michigan uh, and uh, he has really been doing uh, a, a great job and uh, winning in um, in the primaries uh, as of late uh, he debated uh, Senator Bernie, Bernie Sanders on this past Sunday um, on CNN and um, uh, you know, getting ready for the uh, votes that are taking place in, uh, I believe, Arizona, Florida, Ohio has uh, postponed their uh, election to June because of the coronavirus. So uh, they won't be participating in this uh, series of primaries. Uh, but um, it looks like uh, things are looking quite favorably for the former vice president. And the only question remains is how long will Senator Bernie Sanders stay in the race in light of uh, uh, Joe Biden's uh, considerable delegate lead, um, you know, and, and, and his path uh, to the nomination looks a lot clearer uh, than Senator Bernie Sanders. So we're, um, we're you know, of course, going to be um, uh, looking at that. I'm sure you are as well. Um, he looks like the, um, you know, presumptive nominee for the Democratic Party moving into uh, the Democratic uh, Convention coming up in a couple of months. So uh, we're just, you know, keeping our eyes out, seeing what is going on uh, in that regard. But as I said, we didn't do a show on last week. 
but we did one before that, and we're going to get back into um, our uh, weekly shows. And uh, I, I again just enjoy this platform and and sharing this platform with you. The theme for tonight's show, we're calling it Stand Still. That's right. What do you do when there is nothing that you can do? And uh, we're going to be sharing with you the answer to that question during our thought of the week during tonight's show. So this is a thought I guarantee is going to bless you. But you got to listen to the entire show. And I guarantee this thought is going to bless you. And as I said, we're talking about the coronavirus, and I know many people are up in arms and they're frustrated, they're panicking, and there are a lot of things that are going on in our world to um, to keep your blood boiling. Uh, but we thought we would come on to kind of give uh, you some uh, words of uh, positivity and words of uh, wisdom on tonight, optimism. That in spite of what things might look like, in spite of what uh, the situation might appear on the surface, God is still in control. We have to remember that, that he is the one that is still in control of all of this. And certainly we plan to get into that during our thought of the week during tonight's show. Well, as I said, guys, we've got a great show in store for you and when we come back from our first break on tonight we're going to get right into our first segment dealing with the misinformation that's been given out about the coronavirus a lot of misinformation that's been given out and is really causing many people to panic and with and that and that's not what we are about we should be more about being prepared being alert and being aware and not panicking so we're going to get more into that on the other side of this break, we also have a question for the day. What are you doing to get through this coronavirus outbreak? We love to get your thoughts on that. And you can add us at TOL Radio Hosts MSN on uh, Twitter and Instagram, or leave us a comment on our Facebook fan page, or add us at contact at, or send us an email rather at contact at michaelnimmons.com. Or leave us a comment on our official show page at michaelnimmons.com. We would love to hear from you. Well, guys, we're going to take our first break of the night. But again, when we come back, we're getting right into the misinformation uh, that's been given out about the coronavirus. Are you panicking or are you preparing? We'll talk about it on the other side of the break. You're tuned in to one of the hottest radio shows online. It's the Thinking Out Loud radio show. We'll be right back. You're tuned in to the Thinking Out Loud Radio Show. Giving voice to issues that matter to you. Hi, my name is Maya and you're listening to the Thinking Out Loud Radio Show. With radio show host and my daddy, Michael Nimmons. You better listen to that little girl. Who told you that you were naked? Who told you that you were insufficient? Who told you that you were a loser? Who told you that you were a failure? Who told you that you were deficient? Who told you that you were nothing? Who told you that you were worthless? Who told you that you had no value? Who told you that you 
get we're you naked. to believe. Who Told You That You Were Naked is a dynamic, empowering, and inspiring book about identity that is a definite must-have. Pastor Nimmons talks about an identity crisis that dates as far back as the Garden of Eden. You don't want to miss these powerful insights into not just the problem of this identity crisis, but the discovery of the spiritual solution. Get your copy now, available on Amazon for just $14.95 or by visiting michaelnemons.com. Like a victim when you are already victorious. Thinking Out Loud Radio Show, giving voice to issues that matter to you. Don't, 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 don't touch that dial. It's the Thinking Out Loud Radio Show. We'll be right back. Concern over anticipated shortages of food and other supplies is driving people to supermarkets and big box stores. In many places, shoppers are finding empty shelves, long lines, and limits on purchases. But experts say, do not worry. Mark Strassman is inside a local Atlanta business where the shelves are stocked and the lines are short. Mark, I'm coming to your shop. Why is it like that there? Well, here's the story, uh, Anthony, and good morning. This is uh, Candler Park Market. It's an in-town independent grocer. If you want wine, if you want uh, peanuts, if you want wasabi, green peas, they got it. But if you want bread, you're out of luck. Same thing, no, no hand sanitizer, no toilet paper. And if you want the dairy section, which is over there, this is all they have left. But here's the deal. Some of these little guy grocers actually have more in the shelves than the big guys. Shells picked to the bone at a Walmart in Washington State. Over-the-counter medicines vanishing from a Target in Virginia. Long lines and bare shelves at this Whole Foods in New York City. Panic mode. People are terrified and they're unsure what to do. And uh, I think, I don't know, it's, there's no sign of it getting better. It's a scene being repeated at brand-name stores all over the country. Sunday, even the president weighed in. The stores are stocking up at a level that's beyond Christmas time. There's no need for anybody in the country to hoard essential food supplies. There is no chance that they will not be able to fill. Doug Baker is with the Food Industry Association. He says the industry is trying to adjust to all the shortages. There could be periodic shortages and there might be times where consumers might not be able to get it for a couple days, but uh, supply is flowing, machines are running, and the product will make its way back to the shelf. Baker says now is not the time to panic, but to think about others before you buy more than you absolutely need. Buy the, the items that you believe you need to have in order to do that, but also remember your neighbors and your families and your friends and your co-workers are also trying to do the same thing. And if you purchase too much of that item, that hand sanitizer, that household cleaning solution, then you actually take that away from somebody else and you actually put them at risk uh, for this virus. So this uh, Mark is expecting a supply truck later today, but they have no idea what's on it is hit or miss. So what they don't have on the shelves today, they may still not have on the shelves tomorrow. Gail, 
And Mark, while they last. Mark, what he said was very helpful. Remember your neighbor's toilet paper. We all need it. We all use it. Please don't buy more than you really need. What are you doing about that, Mark Straussman? Everybody's out of toilet paper. I, uh, I'm leaving it to my wife, who's a much better person than I am, and she's only buying what this family needs. Okay. Thank you, Mrs. Straussman. Yeah. Thank you, Mark. Good to see you. Well, guys, we are back and uh, as promised, we're going to be uh, kicking off this first segment of tonight's show as we deal with the uh, coronavirus and talk about it from various vantage points and perspectives during tonight's show. Uh, we're going to be talking about in this first segment, panic or preparation, panic or being prepared. And as you heard in the opening video um, that you know, there's a lot of misinformation that's being put out there on social media and even in uh, the uh, news about this uh, global pandemic, the coronavirus. Um, you know, it's on every news station, it's on the radio. Uh, we're being consumed by it. And as a result of that, uh, you know, there's. You know, it's causing anxiety, it's causing people to get frustrated and even panic in many cases. As you can see and hear from the video, there are people that are, you know, going into, uh, you know, stores like Walmart and uh, Costco's and they are, you know, hoarding groceries. They're long lines. People are, you know, trying to buy food and um, and buy it in bulk and, you know, because they're, you know, some are thinking that they might not be able to get back out to the stores because of uh, the uh, coronavirus and being uh, sequestered in their homes and whatnot. But uh, there is a fine line, I think, that people are, uh, are, are, are treading when it comes to uh, panicking and being prepared. Uh, and I just wonder sometimes if, you know, people are, you know, doing are, are doing this because they want to be prepared or are they doing it because they are just simply panicking. And I've never been that kind of person uh, to panic and to, you know, become, uh, uh, you know, to be overwhelmed with anxiety and to, you know, want to, uh, you know, uh, just uh you know, get into altercations with other people because of how I am feeling. You know, that's, you know, I, I just don't believe that this is a time to panic, even though, again, we know that because of the uh, overwhelming uncertainty that exists in, uh, in our society right now, because of the coronavirus pandemic, because of there are more questions than there are answers, it is causing people to um, panic and causing people uh, to be afraid you know you know it reminds me of Y2K which uh, those that are listening on tonight I'm sure you remember it it was just 20 years ago there about in 1999 uh, that entire year most of that year people were talking about Y2K and and how uh, the world was going to come to an end 
uh, in the year 2000 because of, uh, you know, a number of different things for a number of different reasons. They were talking about, you know, the clocks would have to reset, the calendar would have to reset. There's things in, uh, in technology that, uh, you know, were not done and they would... Um, you know, come to an end in 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 two thousand in nineteen ninety nine, and that we would not be able to cross over into two thousand. Uh, many people were out buying water and uh, generators and all kinds of other devices to help them. Uh, you know, just in case the world did come to an end, or you know, there was a mass panic and chaos that they would be able to bunker in their garages or their homes and uh, and they would be able to uh, make it through uh, the tumultuous times that, you know, Y2K was supposedly going to bring. Uh, yeah, you know, I remember hearing discussions and talks about uh, about this, uh, you know, early on during the year of uh, 1999 and how, you know, they were even saying that, uh, the creditors and 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 the utilities uh, would not be able to collect their you know money for bills because uh, they were set to uh, end in in 1999 at the close of two, of 1999 and that their computers would not be uh, you know would not be able to uh, to um, continue moving into the new year 2020. And so people were looking forward to not having to pay their DTE bill and their consumer energy bill and, you know, their creditors, student loans are going to be forgiven and all those kinds of things people were talking about. I remember all of that just 20 years ago. And, uh, you know, here we are during this coronavirus pandemic and it seems like history is repeating itself you know with with some of the same kinds of talk and some of the same same kinds of things that are being discussed uh, during this time of crisis but uh you know again i said you know that this is not the time to panic i believe it's the time to be prepared even though again we're seeing people going into stores and they are running amok. We're seeing it all over social media. Videos are circulating. And this is just not what we should be doing, especially people of faith. I think that we should be setting an example of how uh, we should conduct ourselves during a time of crisis. And speaking of that, you know, what happens is typically when there are times like this when people are panicking. You also find people who are trying to take advantage of that as well. And uh, we have just such an example uh, with an uh, uh, individual who, um, uh, you know, according to the New York Times, uh, uh, this gentleman by the name of Noah Colvin uh, is a it seems to have bought up 17,000 bottles 17,700 bottles of hand sanitizer and uh, he was uh, planning to sell them on Amazon on March 1st the day after the first coronavirus death according to the New York Times uh, the United States was announced brothers Matt and Noah Colvin set out in a silver SUV to pick up some hand sanitizers driving around Chattanooga Tennessee they hit a dollar store 
then a Walmart, and the Staples and a Home Depot. At each store, they cleared out the shelves. Over the next three days, Noah Colvin took a 1,300-mile road trip across Tennessee and into Kentucky filling a U-Haul truck with thousands of bottles of hand sanitizer and thousands of packs of antibacterial wipes, mostly from little hole-in-the-wall dollar stores in the backwoods. Um, Matt Colvin stayed home near Chattanooga preparing for pallets of even more wipes and sanitizers he had ordered and starting to list them on Amazon. Get this. Mr. Colvin said he had posted 300 bottles of hand sanitizer and immediately sold them all for between $8 and $70 each. Multiplies higher than what he had bought them for. To him, it was crazy money. To many others, it was profiting from a pandemic. And that is what, uh, you know, this is what happens when, uh, you know, you panic. When people panic during times like these, you're easily, you set yourself up to be taken advantage of. And again, this is what happened. And this gentleman, Noah Colvin, the next day, Amazon pulled his items and thousands of other listings from sanitizer wipes and face masks. The company suspended some of the sellers behind the listings and warned many others that if they kept running up prices, they would lose their accounts. And so, you know, we have to be very careful uh, not to uh, profit off of uh, uh, situations and circumstances like this. Uh, this this individual was shamed on social media, so and so he should have been. Where individuals paying seventy dollars uh, for hand sanitizers, he is uh, a, a big factor into as to why uh, these products were not available on uh, you know in stores like Walmart and and Costco and Staples and other places in Tennessee because he had bought them all up. And this is not the kinds of things that that you should do in times of crisis. But you find that this is what typically happens. And and so we say to individuals like that, shame on you. And 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 and, and shame on those of you who uh who went along with that and paid that kind of money for hand sanitizers because you are just contributing I believe to the problem you know you you you, you need to, you should have taken a step back and um, and and really investigated the matter further and I'm sure you would have discovered that there were other options available for you paying $70 for sanit- hand sanitizers is not a good way to spend your hard earned money especially in times of crisis like these, so uh, I I just say it is so very important that we, we we keep a level head in all of this and not try to uh, again profit off of other people's pain, profit off of other people's vulnerable vulnerability during these times, and most importantly, keep a calm and, and level head uh, when you're trying to take care of yourself during these times of crisis. Uh, you know, it is so very important that we 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 be prepared, but not panic. Well, guys, we're gonna take our next commercial break, but when we come back, we're gonna be talking March Madness 
to March Sadness. That's right, guys. I can't believe it. The day that sports ended. We're going to talk about that on the other side of the break. It's the Thinking Out Loud radio show. We'll be right back. Author and speaker, Dr. Eddie Connor. I, I was reading something the other day, and it's, it's interesting. Uh, it's been 50 years since uh, Dr. King was killed. And 50 years later, they're still killing kings, you know, uh, to, to really speak truth to power, but also to, to speak to our young men about uh, police brutality, but also the whole spectrum that, in many cases, they live in the crosshairs of society. We can give them all the, the tips, tools, and things of the trade or how to govern yourself accordingly. But we see young men all across America, and we, you know, uh, in many cases, we just become desensitized to a young man who is shot and killed because the police were threatened by the fact that he pulled something out of his pocket and it was a phone when they thought it was a gun. Practitioner and spokesperson, Dr. Victoria Dooley. I do feel strongly that as the African-American community and the church, we need to take mental illness more seriously and we need to make it okay for somebody to seek out health care for mental health issues other than prayer. Absolutely, 100%. Pulitzer Prize-winning journalist, Rochelle Riley. Uh, I, I can tell you, and before we leave uh, Ali, let me tell you that it wasn't just an interview with him, but my very first column called for the city of Louisville to have a museum for him because at that time there was nothing bearing his name except a little strip of street, you know, how it works in some cities where Martin Luther King Boulevard is in a part of town, but in the rest of the town it's named something else. That column ran and the mayor and other folks who knew better and who were embarrassed by it said, okay, it's time. And that helped lead to this effort that had been going on for some time to raise $80 million to build the Muhammad Ali Center, which now exists on the banks of the Ohio River. We bring you the best minds who deliver their best thoughts only on the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Everybody, this is Sandra Ramekin, Director of Outreach and Education for Alternatives for Girls in Detroit, and you're listening to the Thinking Out Loud radio show with the amazing Michael Nimmin. The Thinking Out Loud radio show, giving voice to issues that matter to you. You're listening to the Thinking Out Loud radio show with Pastor Michael Nimmons. Don't you dare touch that dial. You're tuned in to the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Keep it locked, keep it locked, keep it locked. It's iconic. There's the pass to Leitner. Puts it up. Yes! Unforgettable. Good take it. Three. Put away. It's good. Villanova wins it. Beyond belief. It's what makes March so great. But now, because of an invisible foe that has yet to be defeated, the NCAA tournament has been canceled. 
It's an intelligent decision. I, I think this has grown to be such a, a national issue. We don't want to add to this health issue in our country just because this tournament is so important to us. I do think it was the right decision. The NCAA probably acted quicker than we wanted them to, but it's the right decision. Curbing the spread of a pandemic that's paralyzed the planet is all that matters right now. But for those who play the game and live the game, reality bites. The fans who look forward to this every year, coach who's never taken their team to the tournament before and now gets an opportunity taken away from them. I look at a guy like Cassius Winston and been through so much all year and is finally working his way out of it. But I also know that there's things bigger than basketball. Michigan State guard Cassius Winston has played this season for his younger brother, Zachary, who took his own life in November. How could Cassius have known that when he kissed the floor at Breslin Center four days ago, he would be saying goodbye to college basketball? I feel bad for the for the seniors on the team more than anything. That's why you play all year long. You know, you play to get an opportunity to play in the NCAA tournament. I feel bad for teams who have qualified for the very first time. You feel for Sabrina Ionescu, the luminescent queen of the college game. Weeks after losing her idol, mentor, and best friend, now she loses the chance to cut down the nets for Oregon which is why she stayed in school rather than going pro. And you feel for Dayton, the program that perhaps no one saw coming, led by the player that nobody expected to become the favorite for men's player of the year, Obi Toppin, whose electric dunks and boundless joy made the Flyers a legit championship contender at a school that hasn't reached the Final Four since 1967. They don't have a chance to live that last moment, whether you're going to win or lose, which will be with them the rest of their life. And that's, for me, the hard thing to swallow. Everybody suffers, but forget about everybody, these kids. That's what makes it sad. This will be the year without one shining moment. There'll be no Cinderella, no heart-stopping buzzer beaters, only March Sadness. Well, guys, we are back and we're continuing our discussion of the coronavirus. Before the break, we were talking about uh, panicking or preparing. Which one are you? Which one are you? And I'm telling you guys, it's not a good idea to panic, but it's definitely a good idea to be prepared. So that's what we talked about in our first segment. And in this segment, we're talking about March Madness to March Sadness. Oh my God, you heard it in the audio. Uh, March Madness is, uh, March is the month for madness, NCAA tournament. Those of you who uh, who love basketball, love college basketball like I do, I love college sports, period. I love college basketball, college football, and particularly in the month of March, man, that is um, one of my favorite months of the year. As a Michigan State Spartan Spartan fan, it is February, it is January, February, February, and then Izzo, uh, because uh, Tom Izzo is just Mr. March, and uh, for the last three uh, marches, uh, the past three marches, the uh, the Michigan State Spartans have done tremendously well 
in their run in the NCAA tournament and even in the regular season for college basketball. They are uh, back-to-back-to-back Big Ten champions. And so it uh, was It was definitely um, a sad day in Spartan Nation to hear uh, that uh, after their uh, Big Ten championship celebration of uh, beating Ohio State at home, uh, the first weekend in March, heading into the Big Ten tournament, that um, there were first of all talks of the Big Ten tournament, um, you know, not allowing fans uh, to be in the stadiums uh, and other, um, you know, other conference tournaments like the Big East and uh, the ACC tournament being played without fans in the uh, stadiums, uh, and then eventually. Uh, those uh, tournaments were uh, ultimately canceled uh, by the NCAA, and and so uh, it was definitely um, heartbreaking to hear uh, from a fan's perspective, and I know doubly heartbreaking for even those who were players to hear that they would not be playing in really one of the biggest uh, platforms of their uh, collegiate careers, the NCAA tournament. I mean. This is uh, a huge sporting event, let me tell you guys. And I'm sure those who, who know uh, sports, who love sports like I do, know, um, you know, that it is a fun time to watch, you know, filling out brackets. Uh, we were doing them. We do a bracket every year uh, in, uh, with our office. And uh, we also, you know, watch the games, you know, watch our teams in hopes that they will make a good run to, uh, you know, possibly a championship or a final four uh, for the season. Just really a great time of, uh, you know, fandom uh, in the NCAA. But to hear that the, the tournament was going to be canceled just really sent shockwaves through the sports world. You know, we, we kind of, you know, saw it coming after uh, the NBA uh, suspended its season. And then there were, um, you know, tournaments that were uh, suspending uh, their uh, or canceling their uh, conference tournaments, you know, leading up to the NCAA's official announcement that the tournament was going to be canceled. We could kind of see the handwriting on the wall and just really didn't want to accept it or even believe that it was actually happening. But unfortunately, that was the reality that the NCAA tournament was canceled. And I just can't believe uh, or I just couldn't even fathom that ever happening. Like those of you who are listening on tonight, as well as those who um, who love basketball and love college basketball like I do. Uh, just and just thinking about the players, you know, that, um, uh, you know, are missing out on the opportunity to play uh, in, in the tournament and to, you know, teams like Dayton who uh, I think they were number three in the nation. Uh, you know, uh, th- this team, you know, really had a phenomenal season led by star athlete Obi Toppin, who uh, was doing, you know, just a, a, an amazing job in, uh, in his games, you know, really bringing some attention to uh, the Dayton Flyers. And, you know, they made it to number three in the country. And, could have very well, um, you know, had a great run in the NCAA tournament. Who knows? I mean, 
and who knows if they will ever get this opportunity again. You just don't know. You really don't. And there's just so much unknowns about uh, this college basketball season. And, of course, as a Michigan State Spartan fan and fanatic, uh, I would have loved to have seen my Spartans make the NCAA tournament again. I think this would have been Tom Izzo's 20 uh, 20th or 21st consecutive uh, year having a uh, team in the NCAA tournament. And that is a, a record for um, um, NCAA coaches. I'm not sure exactly where he is, but I'm, I'm sure he's at the very top uh, um, of the elite coaches in the NCAA when it comes to having their teams in the tournament. And of course, again, uh, him coming off of back-to-back-to-back Big Ten championships. We were definitely looking forward to seeing them play in the Big Ten tournament and winning the conference championship. Uh, again, uh, Tom Izzo and the Michigan State Spartans hold the record for the most wins in Big Ten conference tournament history. So, um, I, you know, guys, we had a lot to look forward to as Spartans uh, going into this year's NCAA tournament. So you can see why uh, we were really disappointed to find out that the NCAA tournament was going to be canceled. Um, of course, you know, it is definitely a money maker. I was told that last year's tournament overall made over $900 million. That is amazing. $900 million. And I think in one weekend, uh, it made $150 million. I think the, the the Final Four made $150 million in just that one weekend. So you can just imagine the amount of money that um, was left on the table because the NCAA tournament was canceled. You know, a lot of people bet on those games in Las Vegas and in other places around the country. So you just, again, can imagine the amount of people that were upset by that announcement. And then uh, to hear about the NBA being suspended, I mean that is another that was a that was a blow before the blow because uh, the NBA suspended their season before the NCAA ended their uh, uh, announced that they were going to cancel the NCAA tournament. So we were watching the um, the NBA, uh, you know, ESPN, or and, and we got the notification, rather, uh, that uh, the NBA season was going to be suspended. And it was just, uh, and, and that, again, sent shockwaves through uh, the sports world uh, to hear that the NBA was going to be suspending their season. We were watching uh, ESPN highlights uh, during uh, during that announcement, and uh, Dallas Maverick owner Mark Cuban was sitting courtside uh, during the uh, before the game um, even started with the um, the Mavericks and uh, I think it might have been the the Mavericks and the Utah Jazz or the Mavericks and the Kings, I think it was, um, that um, uh, the game was called before the game started, and uh, and it was canceled, and they were sending people home, and, and uh, teams were being sequestered and quarantined and could not leave the stadium. Um, you know, we, we heard about Utah Jazz player Rudy Gobert, who 
had the who was tested positive for the coronavirus and there were videos of social media circulating around where he was at a press conference and uh, he touched all the mics and got up and walked out of the press conference at that point though I don't I don't believe or he was aware that he had the coronavirus he was really jokingly touching all the mics in there uh, but really uh, infecting all the mics with the coronavirus because uh, it was later reported that he did, in fact, have uh, the coronavirus and tested positive for the coronavirus. Uh, he had previously played and uh, at the Pistons, played the Pistons in Detroit a couple nights before at the LCA Arena and had uh, stayed at the Book uh, Cadillac Hotel, the Western Hotel downtown Detroit. And had given a couple fans uh, his uh, his um, his sleeves, uh, his his um, uh, his 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 arm gear uh, that he plays with uh, in games, and uh, he took those those sleeves off and gave it to fans, and you know infected more than likely infected those fans with the coronavirus. Uh, it also was reported that he infected one of his teammates, Donovan Mitchell with uh, uh, the coronavirus as well, the, the second NBA player to be infected with uh, this virus. And so uh, as a result, uh, Commissioner Adam Silver decided to cancel, well not cancel, but suspend the NBA uh, season. And of course, when it was first reported, I thought that suspending the season would mean that uh, they were stopping the season and, uh, you know, it couldn't it, it was very well not going to be uh, completed um, because of the stoppage. But it turns out it's, they, they were looking at or um, ex, expecting to uh, suspend the season for the next 30 days and then um, evaluated at that point whether they would uh, try to um, uh, restart the season um, at that point. But. You know, you just can't. You, 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 it is just a lot of things that are happening. Of course, uh, as a result of it, you know, Major League Baseball is is uh, pushing their games back. The NHL is doing the same. So, you know, the day the sports died. I mean, guys. I mean, this is just. <laughs> oh my God! You know, just to hear uh, about this is just um, again sending shockwaves not just through the sports world. But through um, the living rooms and households of fans across not just the country, but across the globe. This is how this uh, global pandemic is uh, infecting and affecting fans across the world. According to ESPN NBA Insiders, the 2019-20 NBA season began in an indefinite hiatus on March 11th after Utah Jazz Center, as I said, Rudy Gobert tested positive for the coronavirus. Uh, will the league be back? And what will the rest of the season look like? March 15th, NBA owners and executives are bracing for the possibility of mid to late June as a best-case scenario for the league's return, sources told ESPN's Adrian Wojnarowski. Fears exist of a season completely lost, especially based on what some experts see as a slow response of the United States to flatten the curve 
of the coronavirus and make testing available on a widespread basis. The Centers for Disease Control and Prevention issued a recommendation on Sunday night that no events or gatherings should include more than 50 people for the next, the next eight weeks. Uh, we heard today, uh, March the 16th, that um, uh, the president is uh, reducing that amount um, to 10 people, uh, to groups of 10 and so uh, it is, you know, these 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 numbers are even being narrowed even more. And so um, the likelihood of the NBA season coming back in mid to late June is um, becoming more and more improbable with the, um, the more cases that come up of those testing positive for the coronavirus. Uh, was just reported today that actor Idris Elba uh, uh tested positive for the coronavirus. Uh, we all know about Tom Hanks and his wife testing positive for the coronavirus. And, um, uh, you know, world leader, uh, Prime Minister uh, Trudeau and his wife, uh, the Prime Minister of Canada, uh, he uh, contracted, they both tested positive for uh, the coronavirus. So uh, as, these, as more of these reports come out, uh, you know, the more it is affecting, um, you know, various aspects of our world and our society, and including the sports world and how sports are being affect, infected and affected by the coronavirus. So, um, you know, guys, what are you doing uh, right now? You know, what are you? Are you? Um, <laughs> are you like me? Just. Um, you, you feel lost without sports because <laughs> it's a big part of my life. I love watching uh, watching the games, love watching basketball, love watching football, and I even catch a few, few baseball games here and there. Love being at the – I love watching uh, baseball at the park. You know, a nice day at the park really does um, uh, go well uh, for me. I love being out in the open air. Uh, when the sun is out and enjoying a good baseball game, not not uh, as much a, you know as watching uh, basketball and football, but I do enjoy being outdoors and, and, and enjoying the sport that way. Not as much as watching it on te- on television, uh, but um, nevertheless, in this is this is how you know I'm being affected by sports. So I love to know how you are uh, being affected by and impacted by uh you know the lack of sports during this time of the coronavirus global pandemic at us at tol radio host msn uh on on twitter and instagram or send us a facebook message at facebook.com forward slash thinking out loud radio show we would love to hear how you are coping with uh the lack of sports during this global pandemic, you know, um, you could go back and watch some games on YouTube of past, uh, past, past uh, NCAA tournaments and, uh, you know, kind of uh, relive some of the glory days. But it's just it's not, you know, not the same as watching the games as they would have been played uh, here in the month of March. <laughs> Just not the same. It's just just not the same. <laughs> well, we're going to take our next break of the night. When we come back, we're going to be giving you some tips on how you can prevent and protect yourself from 
getting infected by the coronavirus. You don't want to go anywhere, guys. You're tuned in to the Thinking Out Loud radio show, one of the hottest radio shows online. We'll be right back. You're tuned in to the Thinking Giving voice to issues that matter to you. Award-winning journalist, Carolyn Clifford. As journalists, we just have to keep doing what we're doing day in and day out. All we can do is report the truth in a non-biased manner, and everything else will work itself out. Activist and thought leader, Marcia L. Dyson. Obviously not Nancy Pelosi because, again, because of social media, she said what she said, but that she's not going to be the ones who stopped uh, her colleagues from not only thinking out loud, but talking out loud, whoever they are, authentically. Pastor and intellectual, Dr. Frederick Haynes III. In the black church, according to the uh, brilliant author and historian and scholar L.H. Welchel, uh, he said the black church was born as a protest movement. Uh, that's the reason the black church came to be. And if we're going to be honest to uh, scripture, I mean, the church itself uh, came out protesting. It was a movement of prophetic witness uh, to, you know, the insurrection of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. We bring you the best minds who deliver their best thoughts only on the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Cracking Planet Earth is your boy Griff, comedian, author, motivational speaker, entrepreneur, philanthropist, but a Jesus Christ lover. You understand me? And you're listening to Thinking Out Loud Radio with my homeboy, Michael Nemeth. Check him out right here. Go ahead, Mike. Give him that good, good. The Thinking Out Loud Radio Show. Giving voice to issues that matter to you. Listening to the Thinking Out Loud Radio Show with Pastor Michael Nimmons. Don't you dare touch that dial. You're tuned in to the Thinking Out Loud Radio Show. Keep it locked, keep it locked, keep it locked. As the novel coronavirus spreads across the globe, so does misinformation about the outbreak. Posts on social media have perpetuated false rumors about the virus's origin, the scale of its spread, and fake cures and prevention methods. Here are some important tips to keep in mind when consuming news about coronavirus. Trust official sources like the Centers for Disease Control and the World Health Organization. These groups are publishing reliable information, debunking inaccurate advice on how to prevent the spread of coronavirus, 
like eating garlic or using bleach and chlorine on one's body. The home remedies don't work. Uh, trying to uh, develop antiviral drugs is extremely complicated. Experts recommend practicing the usual precautions for staying healthy. Practicing good hand washing, just awareness of the surfaces that you're touching and what you're doing with your hands after you touch those surfaces. Be wary of posts that are asking you to subscribe, like, or pay for anything. Misinformation about coronavirus is often used to grow a following or sell products for profit. I hope everybody goes to InfoWarsStore.com. I think it's DNA Force Plus with the PQQ, the CoQ10, and so many other things that clean out your cells and boost your immunity. Use caution when reposting suspect news that might be promoting a political agenda. Some conspiracy theories falsely speculated the virus was created intentionally as a bioweapon. There's no reason whatsoever to think that this is a bioweapon. There's no reason to think that this is a genetically manipulated virus. Coronaviruses exist in the human population. They exist in the animal population as well, in mammals and in birds, and they've existed for a very long time. Social media companies have taken steps to combat misinformation by promoting verified sources, fact-checking posts, and sometimes removing egregiously wrong content. Despite these safeguards, encrypted platforms still face challenges in censoring falsehoods. So it's important to treat information via closed apps like WhatsApp with an extra amount of skepticism. Well, we are back on our third and final segment talking about the coronavirus. And, uh, you know, we uh, kicked off the show talking about some of the misinformation that people have been getting, the leading them to panic instead of being prepared uh, during this global pandemic uh, regarding the coronavirus and uh, sharing with you some of the things that have been going on as a result of the panic uh, that has been taking place around the globe. Uh, and, you know, it's just sad how, you know, people you have, you find people, you know, trying to take advantage of others during this time. And then, um, you know, you find some people panicking and not having a level head and not being able to think clearly uh, because of this global pandemic. And so, we uh, really uh, just try to bring the point home that it's so very important that we um, we try and, and stay prepared and not panic during this time because what it uh, what it will ultimately do for you is to help you better uh, get through this time of crisis. And then we um, followed up that segment talking about the day the sports ended, March Madness. To March sadness and guys anybody who knows me knows I love sports and I love to talk sports love to watch sports I live sports and uh, you know to find that the March Madness the March the NCAA tournament was canceled and that the NBA suspended its season and uh, you know a lot of things were going on in the world of sports have been either postponed or canceled. I even think the PGA uh, Masters is uh, the, the the Masters uh, coming up in April is is um, thoughts are being put out there about it possibly being postponed or canceled as well. So a lot of this coronavirus is impacting every segment of our society. And that's why they're calling it a global pandemic, you know, and it's something that we all should be taking 
very seriously. And as a result of that, in this final segment talking about the coronavirus, we thought we would share with you some uh, helpful tips on how you can prevent and protect yourself from being infected by the coronavirus. According to the uh, Center for Disease Control, uh, the the website cdc.gov, cdc.gov forward slash coronavirus, you can go there to get more information on how to protect yourself. Um, and uh, according to the CDC's website, uh, knowing how this virus spreads uh, is one way to help prote- helping protect yourself. There's currently no vaccine to prevent the coronavirus disease known as other, also known as the COVID-19. The best way to prevent illness is to avoid being exposed to the virus. The virus is thought to spread mainly from person to person between people who are in close contact or proximity with one another within about six feet. That's why we're uh, the, the, the White House and the CDC is putting things out there about social distancing and trying to distance yourself from other people. Uh, through respiratory droplets produced when an infected person coughs or sneezes. This is uh, one of the origins of the coronavirus. Uh, These droplets can land in the mouth or noses of people who are nearby or possibly be inhaled into the lungs. And that's, again, why they're uh, saying that you should, you know, stay uh, within about six feet of another person to prevent yourself from being uh, possibly exposed to uh, this harmful virus. Uh, taking steps to protect yourself. Clean your hands often. Wash your hands often with soap and water for at least 20 seconds, especially after you've been in a public place or after blowing your nose, coughing, or sneezing. Um, if soap and water are not readily available, use a hand sanitizer that contains at least 60% alcohol covers all surfaces of your hands and rubs them together until they feel dry. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth with unwashed hands. And, you know, some of this, most of this is just common sense, people. Um, really just giving you some common sense ways of protecting yourself from uh, being exposed, not just to the coronavirus, but just being exposed to any other viruses, the flu, uh, colds, you know, these are just ways to keep yourself protected and uh, keep yourself, um, you know, from being, uh, from getting sick altogether. Uh, Avoid close contact with people who are sick. You know, you know, you shouldn't be in the close proximity of someone who is uh, who has a cold or who has a cough or sneezing uh, who might have the flu or anything of that nature. Uh, Put distance between yourself and other people. If COVID-19 is spreading in your community and you are aware of it, then uh, you need to. Um, you know, pay very close attention to who you are coming in contact with. Um, Here's some ways to take steps to protect others. Stay home if you are sick. Uh, if you're sick, don't go into work. I know that's a hard um, thing to say, especially if you don't have a whole lot of extra sick time or sick leave. Uh, you know, that is something that you definitely need to work out with your employer. Uh, and I'm sure 
They are working right now to try to alleviate some of the stress of uh, not having those extra hours of sick leave and sick time for employees to take off during this time of crisis. Uh, But I highly recommend that um, you look into that uh, with your human resources department. Talk to your employer about that if you don't have adequate leave time. But again, stay home if you are sick. Uh, cover coughs and sneezes uh, with a tissue when you cough or sneeze or use the inside of it. And, and, and some of this stuff, you know, might sound a bit uh, insulting uh, in some ways because this is information we all should know and not just know, but we should be practicing. But, um, you know, it's also information that we can that can easily be and that's easily been taken for granted. You know, we sneeze and we cough many times and sneeze in the open air and uh i guarantee you if we saw the molecules if we saw uh you know had the you know uh saw our sneezes in a microscope or we saw the germs that are floating through the air you know it would cause us it would cause us to uh do some things differently i guarantee you now again i'm not a germaphobe and and don't want to be one you know, I know a few people who are germaphobes, and there are people who are not, uh, you know, that that cool to be around or fun to be around because, you know, they are constantly walking around, uh, you know, you know, wiping doorknobs off and and uh, you know, opening the doors with their sleeve and and closing them with their sleeves, and you know, uh, just, uh, you know, some I think some things people do to the extreme, and and I'm not that kind of person that 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 tries to do things to the extreme because I, I believe that um, uh, you know there there should be again preparation is important and that's something that's key uh, in, in in times of crisis like these but you know going overboard or overdoing things over exaggerating things is definitely something that you should be careful of as well because you don't want to uh, trivialize uh, this time. You don't want to minimize uh, minimize it as well. Uh, it's a very serious time, but at but at the same time, it's just it's it's good to uh, just have common sense. You know, they, you know what they say: common sense isn't common. <laughs> um, here's another another good one. Um, you know, wear a face mask if you are sick, and I think that's important. Uh, but uh, if you're not sick, don't wear a face mask because you're sending the wrong message. Uh, you know, you're, you're, you're not if you don't if you're not sick, you don't have to wear a face mask. But if you are sick, uh, you're you are protecting others from your sickness by wearing a face mask. Uh, but it's the germaphobes that walk around with face masks and, you know, other uh, paraphernalia on because they're trying not to get infected by someone else because uh, they are overly cautious. And there's nothing wrong with being cautious, but it's a, another thing entirely to be overly cautious and over exaggerate things to the point of uh, becoming ridiculous with it. <laughs> <laughs> we don't want to we don't want to get to that point guys we really don't and we don't want to get to the point where 
um, you know, we're allowing this pandemic to control our lives or overwhelm us and 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 keep us from living and keep us from uh you know enjoying ourselves enjoying one another's company as well you know because um you 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 just you just uh, you cannot let uh what the what you hear in the media and what you see on television and and whatnot uh, dictate how you uh, govern yourself, how you uh, how you how you conduct yourself. You have to take some things, I think, with a grain of salt, and um, and use wisdom. Most importantly, the Bible says wisdom is the principal thing, and so we all need to to incorporate that into our daily living, being wise, and uh, you know, and I and these are just some 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 practical ways of. Uh, you know, keeping um, the uh, taking care of ourselves and uh, and preventing uh, the spread of the coronavirus. And here's and, and the CDC, I think, is doing a good job of uh, providing information uh, to help us do just that. Uh, clean and disinfect. Clean and disinfect frequently touch surfaces daily. This includes tables, doorknobs, light switches, countertops, handles, desks phones, keyboards, toilets, faucets, and sinks. If surfaces are dirty, clean them. Use detergent or soap and water to disinfect. Uh, this and more information is available on cdc.gov forward slash coronavirus. We highly recommend you go there to get information about uh, how to protect and prevent the spread of uh, the coronavirus. Uh, again, so much great information on this website. And again, it's so very important that you know uh, who to get your information from. As this was said in the video earlier, uh, there are a lot of misinformation out there. Uh, a lot of things coming out of the White House that is not correct about the coronavirus. And, of course, much of what the president is saying is not correct. He just doesn't know how to keep his mouth shut. I think that is, you know, study to be quiet. He is definitely someone that needs to do just that. Study to be quiet. If you don't know the answer, it's good to say, I don't know. I do not know. But uh, he is definitely proven that, um, you know, he is someone that needs to study to be quiet because um, he is, I think, primarily responsible for a lot of misinformation out there about the coronavirus. And uh, if I were the president, uh, I would have had and I didn't know as much as I should have known or should know about the virus. I would have the experts talking more about the coronavirus and what uh, should be done and putting those experts in front of uh, myself and the American people so that they can share their knowledge and expertise about how uh, to prevent uh, and protect yourself from being infected by this harmful virus. So, you know, uh, that's just my uh, little soapbox moment there uh, <laughs> talking about uh, what the what's going on in the White House, uh, but uh, we just wanted to take some time out today to talk a little bit about the coronavirus from different aspects and vantage points during tonight's show. We hope you enjoyed it. We hope you enjoyed it. Let us know what your thoughts are about it. The question of the day again is, how are you coping with this global pandemic? What are 
uh, some ways that you're getting through it. At us at TOL Radio Host MSN. Uh, hit us up on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash thinking out loud radio show or send us an email at contact at michaelnimmons.com or leave us a comment right from our thinking out loud official show page at michaelnimmons.com. A lot of ways to keep in touch with us. Well, guys, we're going to take our last break of the night, but when we come back, we're getting right into our thought of the week, and that is. Stand still. I'm telling you guys, this is a thought that you do not want to miss. So stay close. It's the Thinking Out Loud radio show. We'll be right back. Don't, 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 don't touch that dial. It's the Thinking Out Loud radio show. We'll be right back. This is Michael Eric Dyson, and when I'm in Detroit, I listen to the Thinking Out Loud radio show, dropping that knowledge, giving that inspiration, giving us that enlightenment. Nobody does it like Brother Michael does it. Do your thing. Holla. Peace. Thinking Out Loud radio show, giving voice to issues that matter to you. Congratulations to Pastor Michael Nimmons and the Thinking Out Loud radio show for over 10,000 streams and downloads. Rate, review, and subscribe to the Thinking Out Loud radio show, available on Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, Spotify, and now available at michaelnimmons.com. The Thinking Out Loud radio show giving voice to issues that matter to you. Who told you that you were naked? Who told you that you were insufficient? Who told you that you were a loser? Who told you that you were a failure? Who told you that you were deficient? Who told you that you were nothing? Who told you that you were worthless? Who told you that you had no value? Who told you that you were you to believe? Who told you that you were naked? It's a dynamic, empowering, and inspiring book about identity that is a definite must-have. Pastor Nimmons talks about an identity crisis that dates as far back as the Garden of Eden. You don't want to miss these powerful insights into not just the problem of this identity crisis, but the discovery of the spiritual solution. Get your copy now, available on Amazon for just $14.95 or by visiting michaelnemons.com. Like a victim when you are already victorious. Stay tuned for more motivation, more inspiration, and more empowerment on the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Keep it locked. It's time. 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 For the Thinking Out Loud radio show, Thought of the Week. My thought of the week is taken from Genesis, the 14th chapter, verse 13, where Moses and the children of Israel are standing on the banks of the Red Sea after being delivered from Egyptian captivity and bondage. 
the enemy is refusing to let Israel go. The Egyptians are behind them. There are hills on both sides of them. And in front of them is the massive Red Sea. The people fearing for their lives begin to murmur and complain to Moses because all they see around them is death and destruction. But Moses comforts them with these words from verse 13. Fear ye not, stand still, and see the salvation of the Lord, which he will show you this day. For the Egyptians whom ye have seen today, ye shall see them again no more forever. What a tremendous word that Israel received from their leader as he was instructed by God to stretch out his rod across the Red Sea. And when he did, the waters of the Red Sea parted on both sides and the children of Israel walked across not on soggy or muddy ground, but they walked across on dry land. What a truly amazing story of God's miraculous power. And not only were the Israelites able to cross over to the other side of the Red Sea, but once they all had crossed, God then instructed Moses to stretch out his rod a second time over the mighty sea, and the waters receded, and all of the Egyptians drowned in the sea. I was reminded of this story today as I was thinking about the chaos and panic of the coronavirus global pandemic and how people are continuing to ask the prevailing question what do you do when there is nothing you can do this pandemic has literally gotten most people feeling helpless and powerless it's not just the virus itself but it's also the many things surrounding this global pandemic employment, Wall Street, public safety, education, travel along with a whole host of other factors all of these things have in many ways contributed to people's anxiety, frustration, and panic. The misinformation from Trump and the White House have also compounded the problem as well. The one place where everyone seems to look for answers. They seem to know far less than expected. And the more days that go by, the less they seem to know. People want answers, and today it seems there's still more questions than answers. What are we left to do? If you listen to the news, they tell us not to panic, and yet we still see people crowding grocery stores, hoarding sanitizing products, and creating more chaos and wreaking more havoc by the day. Decisions that are being made from the top seem to be made with the idea of public safety in mind, but we find that most decisions are not completely thought out because while they might help reduce the spread of the coronavirus, it doesn't solve the financial employment and medical crisis that are the byproducts of this global pandemic. People are worried about their finances. Can I afford to stay home for three or four weeks at a time away from my job, my source of income? How do I keep my family afloat during this public health crisis? How do I make ends meet and still protect my family during this global pandemic? All valid questions that have left so many feeling helpless and powerless. What do you do when there is nothing that you can do? The story in Genesis should be the source of our comfort during this time of crisis. During a time where people are asking what to do when there is nothing you can do, God is saying, stand still. This seems a bit odd because standing still is essentially doing nothing when there is nothing left to do. But what God is really saying is when you can do nothing, 
Stand still and watch me do everything. Watch me make a way where there is no way. Watch me take care of you even in the midst of a global pandemic. Watch me take care of you during a time where everyone is looking for answers from Washington, looking for answers from the president, looking for answers from the governor, looking for answers from the mayor, looking for answers from their employer, looking for answers from their health care provider. While you're looking for answers from other people, God is saying, I am the answer. I'm reminded of the scripture in Psalms 46 where it says, God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore, will not we fear, though the earth be removed and though the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea, though the waters thereof roar and be troubled, though the mountains shake with the swelling thereof, Selah. There is a river, the streams whereof shall make glad the city of God, the holy place of the tabernacles of the Most High. God is in the midst of her. She shall not be moved. God shall help her in that right early. The heathen raised, the kingdoms were moved. He uttered his voice, the earth melted. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge, Selah. Come behold the works of the Lord. What desolations he hath made in the earth. He maketh wars to cease at the end of the earth. He breaketh the bow and cutteth the spear in sunder. He burneth the chariots in the fire. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the heathen. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. Selah. God wants to show you that he can take care of you better than your employer. He can take care of you better than the government. He can take care of you better than anyone that you can ever imagine. And his saving power is unmatched. His healing power is unrivaled. His delivering power is unconquered. His power is limitless. And his ability is unparalleled. So today, instead of worrying, start worshiping. Instead of panicking, start praising. And watch God do for you what no one else could ever do. Standing still is not the posture of the powerless, but it's the prescription of the powerful. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. Thank you for taking a minute out today and listening to the show on tonight. We truly appreciate it. All the negative information that's being talked about and discussed concerning the coronavirus and the fallout behind the global pandemic. We thought we'd come on and share a message of hope and a message of faith to help those who may be feeling hopeless and powerless during this time of crisis. Remember, God loves you and he hasn't forgotten about you. Also, remember the sanitizing tip we shared with you earlier in the show from the CDC's website. Clean your hands often. Avoid close contact. Stay home if you're sick. Cover coughs and sneezes. Wear a face mask if you're sick. 
and clean and disinfect. These are all great tips you can find right from the CDC's website, Center for Disease Control, cdc.gov forward slash coronavirus. Stop by there and educate yourself on this uh, global pandemic. Find out what uh, some of the causes are and the symptoms and how you can protect yourself from getting infected. cdc.gov forward slash coronavirus. But don't let this global pandemic overwhelm you as well. Remember, God is still in control. He is still in charge, and he definitely has the last say. Never, ever forget that. And a special thank you to all of our faithful Thinking Out Loud radio show listeners. We truly appreciate you tuning in each and every week. We said early in the show that we have been doing shows every other week because we were, um, you know, kind of busy there here lately. Uh, with the election and doing a few other things so we're back to our weekly schedule we hope that you'll tune in next week because we definitely have a great show in store for you remember to follow us on facebook twitter and instagram Uh, we'd love to hear from you remember our question of the day is how are you coping with the coronavirus global pandemic we'd love to know what are you doing to get through uh, this time of crisis uh, hit us up on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash thinking out loud radio show or on Instagram and Twitter at TOL radio host MSN or TOL radio show. We would love to hear from you. Remember to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. Your support helps us to increase our exposure across the world wide web and so until next time always remember if you can think it you can believe it if you can believe it you can see it if you can see it you can be it if you can be it you can achieve it the power rests within you the mind is the most powerful muscle in your body use what you got get what you want the power is in you it's thinking out loud radio show thanks for listening for listening to the Thinking Out Loud radio show podcast. Be sure to support all of our radio show partners. If you like the show, subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Google Play Music, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, or Spotify. Want to book radio show host Michael Nimitz for a speaking engagement, book signing, or corporate event? Send an email to contact at michaelnimitz.com. Be sure to follow the show on all of its social media accounts on Instagram at the TOL Radio Show, on Twitter at TOL Radio Show, or on our Facebook fan page at www.facebook.com forward slash Thinking Out Loud Radio Show. Are you an entrepreneur? Want to advertise? Become a Thinking Out Loud Radio Show partner and take advantage of our free introductory advertising offers. Send an email to thinkingoutloudradioshow at gmail.com for more details. Visit the new home of the Thinking Out Loud Radio Show at www.michaelnemons.com forward slash TOL Radio Show. The Thinking Out Loud Radio Show, giving voice to issues that matter to you.